With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Andy Reid hot seat, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, I hear you're getting snowed on there in New Jersey. I know. It's so nice I have this custom-made Andy Reid hot seat to keep me warm while it snows. Well, it might be a little bit big for you, I'm guessing. But... <laughs> yes, yes, actually, a little bit, but I think I'll manage, and... Um, I I don't know if Andy Reid will, but we've got a good show ahead of us, so we've got that going for it, us at least. Chances are uh, Andy Reid will still be the Eagles coach at the end of the show too, although maybe we'll get lucky. I don't, let's let's not completely rule it out. <laughs> yeah, we can break news during our show. It wouldn't be the first time. We've done it once or twice, but anyway, uh, we do have quite the action-packed show for you guys tonight. As always, we'll be here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and we'll be taking a look at all of the 14 games this week. Uh, We have four teams on by, and we've got waiver wire picks for you at every position. And I'm sure Scott and I have tons to argue about, as we do most weeks. Um, But if you want to have your voice heard, feel free to contact us any number of ways. You can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can tweet us at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Our email address is the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open, and you can find us all week long on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on fantasyfootballsherpa.com, and on our personal Twitter accounts. Uh, like I alluded to, we do have some bye week teams this week, Arizona, Green Bay, Washington, and Cleveland. So down a couple of players that maybe you'd like to have back on your roster. Wide receivers there, and other than Rodgers and RG3, the quarterbacks for Cleveland and Arizona probably aren't uh, occupying prominent positions well, on the I, roster. Well, I apparently am on a, some kind of Brandon Whedon kick lately, so maybe this will help me get it out of my system. I don't know. Well, you can start him this week, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for the great advice. That's what we're here for. Let's talk about waiver wire suggestions in case you do need to replace Brandon Whedon on your on your team. What you got for us, Sherpa? Well, if you need to replace Brandon Whedon, Matt Hasselbeck is still defying time. He's still older than Methuselah and still putting up pretty decent numbers and uh, Christian Ponder in Minnesota. Those are the two guys that I kind of like this week off of the waiver wire if you're in need of a quarterback because you have Aaron Rodgers or RG3 on by. How about you? Uh, if if you're in one of those crazy leagues where a guy like Carson Palmer is still available, and there are I, crazy enough some of those out there, uh, I like him this week as a, a bi-week fill-in. Russell Wilson playing against that sort of suspect Jets team, and Listen, I told you Blaine, the the Brandon Whedon thing. I'm trying to get out of my system, but apparently it's not working so well because I'm going to suggest that Blaine Gabbert, maybe if you're really desperate, is not the worst waiver pick in the world. Um, this is really the only week I'm going to endorse doing this. He's had 329 yards last two games, three touchdowns. Uh, he's got a, a semi-healthy core of wide receivers around him, and Mercedes Lewis might have a little value, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Again, I might be sick. I don't know if it's the snow, but guys I I vehemently hate, I seem to be endorsing today. Well, that's by weeks, and crazy weather will make you do strange (laughs) things, but... uh, Uh, We're not going to get too crazy. I'm not going to tell you to start Anthony Fasano, but we'll we'll see what else happens. Hold on. I I resemble that (laughs) remark, but... We'll see. So, how about um, running backs? Who do you who do you have for us this week? Who who do you like? 
Well, uh, there are definitely a couple of teams where it's a pick-your-own-adventure running back, one of them being the Oakland Raiders. And you've got Marcel Reese and Taiwan Jones. I think Reese is probably the better of the two. Um, but, again, it's kind of – you're not entirely sure what you're going to get. I like Reese as an overall player. I think he's got a lot more potential to get into the game and make an impact. But, again, it is the Raiders against Baltimore – not the best situation in the world. Um, if people jo- dropped Jonathan Dwyer, which has happened in some leagues, this would be a really good time to pick him up. It looks like he may play this week. And if he's available, I would think he would get more time over Isaac Redmond, who was serviceable last week. But I, I don't know if I'm in love with him as a fantasy option. Bell out in Detroit, he's not the number one. He's behind Mikhail Ashore, but he had 73 yards and a touchdown. He had four receptions for 36 yards last week. If you're in a deeper league, you need a flex player, or you're just hurting on a bye week, I like him as well. I definitely agree with the Marcel Reese pick. I mean, he's not Justin Vargas, if you remember him from a few seasons back for the Raiders. But uh, (laughs) Pardon? I do remember Vargas. What a blast from the past. Yes, the USC guy. Um, the other one I would mention is Chris Ivory in New Orleans. He's buried there, but with Sproles out now with the hand injury and Mark Ingram apparently not adapting to the NFL game very swiftly, you, know, you really only have two running backs there right now with uh, PT Cruiser and, and Chris Ivory. So Ivory might be a, a decent pickup if you're hurting this week. Let's move on to wide receivers. Three guys I have my eye on are Ryan Broyles in Detroit, Andrew Hawkins in Cincinnati, and uh, Cecil Shorts III in Jacksonville. What do you think of those guys, and who else made your list this week, Jenna? Um, I think this is probably the last week I, I'm interested in talking about just about anybody on the Jaguars, but I agree with you. Cecil Shorts may not be a bad play this week. Uh, Danny Amendola's returning, and I saw a ton of people drop him. If that happened in your league, please go pick him up. It's it's going to be just as good as it was before, I promise. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay, um, I think he's going to have a, a really interesting week, and he may be a nice option down the stretch for you. Uh, who would have thought he'd be the wide receiver that made it out of that group alive? T.Y. Hilton <laughs> Certainly in Indianapolis. Not, you. <laughs> not me, that's for sure. But here he is, so we're going to go with it. T.Y. Hilton in Indianapolis, I've told you guys to pick him up a couple of times. If you haven't listened, go do it. His targets have been increasing the last three weeks. He had 11 last week. Uh, He's going against a terrible defense this week, and I think it's just going to get better. And I think that's the end of my list, actually, for wide receivers. All right. How about tight ends? Who do you have for us this week besides Um, Anthony Fasano? Definitely not Anthony Fasano because my my anti-Anthony Fasano campaign rolls on, apparently. Um, Mercedes Lewis, again, big dis- big time bust and disappointment this week, or this season, but this week, um, against that indie defense, I think he's got a chance to maybe snag a touchdown, get some, some actual worthwhile yardage and points for you. So if you're looking for a replacement or you just have an underperforming tight end, not a bad look this week. Joel Dreesen, Jacob Tammy's back up in Denver. 14 receptions in the last four games, four touchdowns in the last six. I like what's happening there. Um, pretty much all there is to, to say about Joel Dreesen. And Brandon Myers in Oakland. Uh, again, another guy I tell you every week, he really broke out when the running backs went down. Things really went up for Brandon Myers last week. Touchdown, double-digit targets and receptions, and he's kind of the Danny Amendola of tight ends, and I like that. The other guys I would add to your list, I would add Anthony Fasano to the list, much to your chagrin. Also, Logan Paulson in Washington (laughs) and Scott Chandler in Buffalo are a couple other guys that you may want to consider if you're in need of um, five-week replacement. So we'll see. So kickers, you're down Mason Crosby this week. He's probably the only one, maybe Phil Dawson or Ty Forbath. But uh, the guys I would be looking at this week, amazingly, a lot of people have dropped Alex Henry in Philadelphia. Yeah. That's still a pretty high-powered offense, regardless of how much they've struggled lately. 
You've also got uh, Danny Carpenter in Miami and Mike Nugent in Cincinnati are a couple of guys that are widely available on the waiver wire still. Yeah, this this Cowboys-Eagles game could definitely be a game of field goals this week. It's a little scary. So Alex Henry also is on my list. Sean Sweezum out in Pittsburgh. Uh, Adam Vinatieri out in Indy is still actually available in a lot of places, which kind of blows yeah. my mind. Um, and Nick Novak, San Diego. I just, we'll see. <laughs> All right, and how about uh, defenses? Who do you like that's widely available this week? Miami's still available in a lot of places. This is absolutely insane to me. They're playing uh, a team that's not going to put up a lot of points on them this week, um, and I just I think they have a good chance for a couple of takeaways. Uh, same deal with Indy. Going against a bad offense, you got at least, if nothing else, you're getting low points for having a low-scoring game for your defense. They're playing the Jaguars. And St. Louis, if you're really desperate, is available in a lot of places. They're playing San Francisco, but again, I don't think that's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think they can keep it respectable. So if you're really in a pinch, there are some options out there. The I love the indie pick. A couple others I'll add. New York Jets are playing at Seattle, and of course, if their offense sputters and the defense is on the field too long, that could be a problem. But then again, mm-hmm. Seattle's not exactly a high-powered offense, and the one offensive weapon that they do have, Marshawn Lynch, is being troubled by what appear to be chronic back problems. And the other team I'll mention is Tampa Bay. They're hosting San Diego this week. San Diego, you think of them, you think of Philip Rivers throwing for 4,500 yards each year, sort of like a, a robot, but that's not happening this year for whatever reason. So, And Tampa's pass defense is not very good, but their run defense is good, and it's a lot easier to defend the pass when you know it's coming. So I'll, I'll say that, um, that Tampa might also be a good pickup this week if you're streaming defenses. All right. That works for me. I can live with most of those picks. All right. So why don't we move on and start digging into the actual games for this week, week 10. So as Jenna mentioned, we've got four teams on by this week. We've got Arizona, Cleveland, Green Bay, and Washington on by. First game up this week, India-Jacksonville, the Thursday Thursday night game. And I I just think Indy's going to run, wipe the field with them. I, I know they're not the Indy that they were under Peyton Manning, but they're getting better. Their offense definitely is capable of putting up some pretty big points. As you mentioned before, T.Y. Hilton's starting to get more involved in the offense. Donnie Avery a little bit hurt now, but Reggie Wayne's still himself. And I, I think this is just going to be at least a three-touchdown game. I'll pick Indy to win this 37-10. to 10. I can't disagree too much with that. Um, Jacksonville may put up a, a little bit more of a fight, but this isn't going to be a super competitive game. But uh, we've been disappointed in fantasy production in Thursday night games pretty much the entire season. They've been underwhelming, to say the least. But I think this this week you can safely start a number of guys on either side of, of this matchup and still get fantasy value without fretting over if it's going to kill the rest of your week. Um, I definitely like starting Andrew Luck this week. Ironically enough, he and Peyton Manning, as of this moment, have the same amount of wins, same amount of pass yards. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. But I like him against this defense, uh, like you alluded Denver's to originally. Denver's schedule has just been brutal, though, compared to yeah. anyone else's, including Indy's, but never mind. Hey, but Indy's been a lot better than anyone thought, us included. But anyway... Start Andrew Luck. I like starting Reggie Wayne, and as I told you, my waiver picks, T.Y. Hilton, I'm very big on. Donnie Avery, a little dinged up. I think maybe just take a pass on him this week. I like Vic Ballard to be the survivor out of this running back by quasi-committee situation they have going. Donald Brown looks like he may not even play. So I expect Vic Ballard to do the majority of the damage there. And it looks like tight end Cody Fleener will not be playing this week with a shoulder injury, so Dwayne Allen... Uh, kind of a sneaky pick this week. Um, but just bear in mind that the one thing Jacksonville does well is slow down tight ends. That's about all they do well, but they are pretty good at it. So if you have other options, I would take those over Dwayne Allen. But if you're in a deep league or you're really desperate for a waiver pickup to fill a flex role, Dwayne Allen will have more value than in previous weeks for sure. Um 
I am starting the kicker and the defense. For Jacksonville, tight end Mercedes Lewis is the only guy that I would definitely start this week. Running back Rashad Jennings is a flex option for me. The three wide receivers, Justin Blackman, Laurent Robinson, and Cecil Shorts are all flex options for me this week. I would not start Blaine Gabbard, who's probable with a shoulder injury in spite of what Jenna's recommendation before for the waiver wire pickup, and also running back Maurice Jones-Drew. Unlikely he'll play. He's still listed. Right now he's listed as questionable with a foot injury, but yeah, I think it's probably, from what I've been what I've been reading, at least another week or two before we see him back. Yes, I think that's safe to say. All right, moving right along, we've got the first of the Sunday afternoon early games is Denver at Carolina, and both of these teams have pretty decent offenses, but I think Denver's offense is just a little bit better, and I think their defense is considerably better. I think Carolina will keep this close but I'll pick Denver to win this by a touchdown, 31-24. I don't know if Carolina will keep this quite that close. I think Peyton Manning is going to uh, pretty much show us why he's the better quarterback than Cam Newton in this game. But uh, I do like a lot of players on Denver this week, Peyton Manning included. Um, I think you can safely start him as your only quarterback, particularly with some of the quarterbacks that are on buys this week. I think it's an okay matchup. Um, Running back-wise, it's always kind of a crapshoot. Willis McGahee seems to be the winner in the clubhouse, um, but I I like their passing game significantly more than their run game. Um, And like I told you before, I think Joel Dreesen's the better option at tight end over Jacob Tamme. Wide receivers, Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas. I'm thinking about Denarius Moore already. Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, I'm starting both of. Uh, Brandon Stokely, there's just not enough value there for him. And I am going to start the defense and the kicker. I'm not quite as high on what Carolina's offense is going to be doing as you are. For Carolina, I would definitely start quarterback Cam Newton, wide receiver Steve Smith, and tight end Greg Olson. Running back Jonathan Stewart is a flex option for me this week. Wide receivers Brandon LaFell and Lewis Murphy, flex options. Kicker Justin Medlock, okay. I would not start running back D'Angelo Williams, who much to his chagrin was not traded last week before the deadline. I really and thought he I, might move. Yeah, and running back Mike Tolbert is still questionable with a concussion. Don't start him and leave Carolina's defense on your bench because Peyton Manning is, is going to rack up some pretty impressive numbers against them. Mm-hmm. So onward and upward, next game up, we've got the Giants at Cincinnati. Giants, I pick against them every week, it seems, and last week I was right. But this week, they're, they're sitting at 6-3. and three. They've got the bye week in week 11. This week, I think they'll be able to take a Cincinnati team that's been a little bit of a disappointment this year. I think the yeah. Giants will win this by a little more than a field goal. I'll pay, take them to win 31-27 in a pretty high-scoring game. I think I can agree with that. I am, I'm still bummed out that Cincinnati kind of just fell apart this year and, and really didn't live up to what they did last year. They kind of collectively had a sophomore slump. Um, I do think that the Giants will find a way to win this, uh, unfortunately, for the Cowboys, but there are definitely some fantasy options here. Eli Manning, I think you can go ahead and start. Um, when it go- comes to the run game, things get a little more interesting. Ahmad Bradshaw, who is is the number one running back, has, hasn't been getting into the end zone quite as much as I'd like. So I would use a little more caution. Uh, I don't think you should get crazy and start Andre Brown or David Wilson, but just be prepared, and if you're able to cushion him a little bit with somebody who's got a good matchup, I would do that. I'm a li- uh, Something to keep an eye on on the coming weeks. I'm a little concerned about it. Wide receiver-wise, Victor Cruz, absolutely go ahead and start. Even when he's double-covered, he's still finding a way to get in the end zone. Um, but beyond that, it gets a little disappointing. You've got Hickson and Randall and Barden all kind of vying to be the number two receiver here. And 
regardless of how many times they seem to throw to them, it's just not it's not working. So I'm saying for sure sit Randall, sit Barden, maybe Hickson as a flex option, but Cruz is really the only one I feel very safe in starting. Um, and I am not going to start tight end Martellus Bennett. I'm tired of watching him drop passes, but I will start the defense and the kicker. For Cincinnati, I would start quarterback Andy Dalton, wide receivers A.J. Green and Andrew Hawkins, and tight end Jermaine Gresham. Running back Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is a flex option for me. Kicker Mike Nugent is okay. Keep wide receivers Armand Dins, Mohamed Sanu, and, and Brandon Tate on the bench, and also keep the defense on the bench. All right. Pretty simple. Moving right along to one of your favorite games this week, Tennessee at Miami. Tennessee showed last week against Chicago why nobody confuses Tennessee's defense with Chicago's defense. <laughs> but I, I don't think Miami's going to run up 50-some-odd points against them, but I still think that they'll win this game by a couple of field goals or a touchdown. I'll, I'll pick Miami to win this 27-21. Um, I think Miami is going to win a little more convincingly. I think it's going to be 10 points, maybe 14. Uh, I I don't feel really strong about Tennessee going up against this Miami defense, and I, I really feel like it's going to, Ryan Tannehill is going to impress us a lot this week. That being said, I don't think it's a total wash here fantasy-wise for Tennessee, although I would definitely use caution in starting some of these guys um, it looks like we may get a Jake Locker sighting this week. Uh, again, still early, something to keep an eye on, but it seems he's on track to play this week. If he does, it's going to impact who you're starting versus if Matt Hasselbeck starts. So if Jake Locker starts, I'm strongly thinking about sitting Chris Johnson this week against a Miami defense who has gone 22 straight games without giving up 100 yards to any running back. And Chris Johnson didn't look really great with Jake Locker under center. It's been with Hasselbeck under center that things have really gotten kind of back on track for him. So I I might say no to Chris Johnson this week. But again, if Hasselbeck starts, that may change. But again, that Miami defense is really strong, especially against the run. Kenny Britt, go ahead and start. Nate Washington, if Jake Locker starts, I'm okay starting Nate Washington. More is a flex option, but Washington and Hasselbeck just don't don't really connect enough for my liking. Jake Locker in the picture, it becomes a different story. And beyond that, Kendall Wright and Damian Williams, there's just against this Miami defense with potentially Locker's first week back from the shoulder injury. I just don't think there's enough to go around. Tight end Jared Cook, um, I'm also normally higher on. I'm saying no to him this week. Miami's defense, not very tight end friendly. Uh, I am, however... No, I'm actually not starting. I was going to say start the kicker, but I'm not starting Rob Baronis. I'm not starting the defense. I'm a little concerned for Tennessee this week. For Miami, running back Reggie Bush is a definite start. Wide receiver Brian Hartline and Devon Betts are definite starts. Hartline is listed as probable with a hamstring injury. Tight end Anthony Fasano, there's, there's uh, Janet's favorite player. I would start him this week, and I would also start the Dolphins' defense. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill listed as probable with a knee injury. If he plays this week, start him. If not, start um, Matt Moore, which, whichever one of those two guys starts. You want him as the second quarterback. Running back Daniel Thomas makes a flex, good flex option this week, and somebody's in a really deep league, and kicker Dan Carpenter is okay also. Okay, I can live with that. So let's move right along then. Next game up, we've got Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota's season started pretty promisingly, and now it's gradually falling off the tracks where Detroit yeah. seems to be. <laughs> they're, they're certainly not playing up to the hype yet, but yeah, they're starting to find ways to win games, and I think they'll do that again this week. They're playing on the road in Minnesota, but I think the final score will be Detroit 27, Minnesota 20. It would be pretty awesome if Miami, if uh, Minnesota put up 20, 20 points. I I don't know if that is something I believe can truly happen. Uh, Christian Ponder was doing such good things early on, and he just looks atrocious the last couple of weeks. 
I unfortunately think that trend may continue this week, and I think Detroit definitely wins this game. Fantasy-wise, I'm okay starting Matt Stafford. I know the Minnesota defense isn't going to give up a ton of points, and he's really a borderline quarterback 1-2 for me, but I think he's going to be okay. I'd prefer it more as a second quarterback, but again, it's bye week. You you do what you got to do. Running back-wise, start Michaela Short. If you're able to start Bell as a flex player or you're in a deeper league that starts a couple of running backs, I think he's definitely going to get some carries, and he really has been making the most of his opportunity. I like that. And um, Wide receiver-wise, we come to the Calvin Johnson problem. Eventually, he's got to catch a touchdown pass from Matt Stafford, but in the meantime, hopefully he racks up some more yards and targets. You still start him and hope this is the week he breaks out. Um, the the second wide receivers become an interesting battle. Titus Young had a nice game two weeks ago, but it was Ryan Broyles who got more of the targets last week. I think you can start either of them as your flex. I wouldn't use an entire wide receiver spot on them if you can avoid it. And say no to the tight ends this week, but I'm okay starting the defense and the kicker. For Minnesota, running back Adrian Peterson, probable with an ankle injury, but you want to start him. Same thing, tight end Kyle Rudolph, you want to start him. Wide receiver Percy Harvin, questionable with an ankle injury, leave him on your – actually, I'll, I'll use him as a flex option if he's able to play, but don't expect as much as he gives you when he's healthy. And the defense is also a passable option for me for Minnesota this week. Quarterback Christian Ponder would actually be a no for me this week. I don't like this matchup for him. Running back uh, Toby Gerhardt is a no. Is a no. Uh, wide receivers Jerome Simpson and Michael Jenkins are no's. Um, Simpson's probable with a calf injury. Tight end John Carlson probable with a concussion. And kicker um, uh, Blair Walsh is also on my do not start list this week. I like Blair Walsh. Maybe maybe they'll start scoring points again and we can start starting him again. That would make me happy, but I'm not sure that I see <laughs> that uh, on the immediate horizon. So moving right along, let's go on to the Oakland at Baltimore game. I think this is going to be an entertaining game. Neither one of these defenses has shown too much this season. Oakland is masked a little bit by the fact that they play in the AFC West. So, yeah, there's not a lot of offensive power teams going on there this year, but I'll I'll pick um, Baltimore to win this in uh, somewhat of a shootout. I'll pick them 31-27 over Oakland. I, I mean, I think this is definitely a game I'm interested in watching. Uh, I think Baltimore wins. I just think they're a stronger overall team. There's a few less question marks. But like you said, that Baltimore defense, not quite the defense it used to be. So Oakland will put some points up. There are definitely people to start here. Carson Palmer, I like more as a second quarterback option than on his own. But, again, if you need somebody desperately, he's available in leagues. Um, Running back situation became a little different since last time we talked to you last week. There's no Darren McFadden. There's likely no Mike Goodson. So it's going to be Marcel Reese and Taiwan Jones. Uh, Yeah, like I mentioned before, I like Reese better. Uh, I think he will be the better option this week and possibly for a longer period of time, but we don't know because nobody wants to tell us what the real injury situation is in Oakland. Um, So if you can grab Reese, go do that. Jones maybe as a backup, but it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Tight end Brandon Myers, I really, like I said on the waiver wire, segment earlier. I really like him this week. I think he's going to get double-digit targets and hopefully make the most of those. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver Denarius Moore, I'm I'm comfortable starting Darius Hayward Bay. More of a flex option for me, but he has some potential uh, to break out. And beyond that, Rod Streeter, Derek Hagan, I'm just saying no to those guys. I am going to start the kicker, but not the defense. Like I said, I think Baltimore wins this. So for Baltimore, quarterback Joe Flacco is a good start this week. Running back Ray Rice, wide receivers Torrey Smith and Anquan Baldwin are all good starts. Um, Tight end Dennis Pitt is a good start, and kicker Justin Tucker is a good start. Wide receiver Jacoby Jones is questionable with a toe injury. If he plays, he's a decent flex option, and and the defense is 
okay as well. You can start them with a fair amount of confidence. Running back Bernard Pierce, I'd say no to him this week, and tight end Ed Dixon is also a no for me this week. All right. So moving along here, next game up, we've got Buffalo and New England. New England, of course, fresh off of the bye in the previous week. They beat uh, St. Louis over in in England. England. And I think even though they're no longer in England, I think that they'll uh, continue their winning ways by almost a couple touchdowns. I'll pick a final score of New England 37, Buffalo 24. I disagree. I think this game will be close, and I think it comes down to the wire. Uh, I think that New England probably still edges out a win, but I think Buffalo keeps it more respectable. Um, I'm okay starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. He historically is good against the Patriots, and their pass defense leaves a little to be desired. Running back-wise, C.J. Spiller's the only one I want to start this week. Uh, the Patriots, while they aren't so great against the pass, they are much better against the run. And they may still be calling this a running back by committee, but Spiller was better against, we saw him, he was good against the Patriots before. I'd like to see him do that again. But again, temper your expectations. I don't think he's putting up huge numbers against this defense. Tight end Scott Chandler, I definitely want to start this week. I think he's got a nice matchup there. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with the wide receivers. Stevie Johnson uh, did get a deep, thigh bruise last week and was pretty much ineffective after he came back after that opening the door for Donald Jones who I would start this week uh, again closer to a flex option but I think he's got a nice chance to break out and I think Chandler may benefit from the potential of Johnson being a little slower than he normally is Um, but I am not starting the kicker of the defense because as optimistic as I seem to always be about the Buffalo Bills, they don't always return the favor and actually help my predictions come true. (laughs) We all know that feeling, I think, with our our teams (laughs) at some point. But for New England, I would start quarterback Tom Brady, running back Stephen Ridley, wide receiver Brandon Lloyd is probable with a knee injury, and Wes Walker is probable with a calf injury. Also start tight end Rob Gronkowski, who's probable with a hip injury, and kicker uh, Stephen Goskowski. Um, Shane Vereen and Danny Woodhead, running backs, both are both flex options for me this week. Tight end mm-hmm. Anthony Hernandez is questionable with an ankle injury. If he plays, he's a flex option for me, and also the Patriots defense would be okay for me this week. And running back, Brandon Bolden is questionable with a knee injury. I've been throwing him back in a couple of leagues where I picked him up after he had his 100-yard game. Yeah. Shanahanigan's up north. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's more of a talent issue than a Shanahanigan's type issue, but we'll see. Now, next game, Tampa has established themselves as one of the surprise teams so far this season. This week they're hosting San Diego. We were ragging on their pass defense, or I mean their their pass offense, not mm-hmm. too long ago. And I think Josh Freeman is really putting up some good numbers for fantasy owners this season. And you know, Doug Martin obviously has a lot to do with that. But it should be an interesting game. I'll pick Tampa to win it, 28-21. I definitely think Tampa wins this game, and. Part of that is because I think Philip Rivers is going to be forced to throw, and I'm not entirely sure how that will end up for him. I think he is more of a second quarterback option this week, borderline for me, um, but I'd prefer having the cushion of somebody else there to, I guess, in case things go bad for him. The Tampa Bay defense is very good, particularly against the run. Uh, they've they've certainly slowed down a lot of good running backs so far this year, and I think Ryan Matthews, uh, at running back is going to give you more value in a PPR league where he's catching passes, those little swing passes they like to throw to him. Um, I don't think he's going to do quite as much damage on the ground, and so I'm saying to start him with caution. This It's just not a matchup I like for him or any of these running backs. Um, tight end Antonio Gates, I am still starting. I think he's going to see uh, some some nice targets this week. What he does with them, we'll see. Wide receivers, Robert Meacham, Denario Alexander, Malcolm Floyd, Eddie Royal, the 
the whole crowd. I really only like Malcolm Floyd out of the bunch. Um, it's been interesting to try and see who who comes out as wide receiver one, one there from week to week. But Tampa Bay has given up the third most points to wide receivers, and Malcolm Floyd finally got his act together, caught a touchdown last week. He seems to have a little rhythm going with Phillip Rivers, so I think he is going to be the most valuable of the bunch. Hopefully that holds true. Um, like I said, start Antonio Gates. I'm not starting the defense because I'm very concerned about that Tampa Bay offense. I am starting the kicker, though. Uh, I think there are definitely going to be points to be had there for him. So for Tampa, I would start um, quarterback Josh Freeman, running back Doug Wilson, wide receivers Vince Jackson, Vincent Jackson and Michael Williams, and the defense, wide receiver Tyquan Williams is a flex option for me this week as their tight end, as is tight end Dallas Clark. Kicker Connor Barth is okay, and running back LeGarrette Blunt who I think is suspension, or not suspension, who I think might be a little <laughs> bit more involved. I, I hope he isn't suspended. And I hope that's just he's not. He's not. <laughs> well, I know he's not suspended now. I hope he, that's still the case after the game on Sunday or you know, even before the game on Sunday, but uh, he would be on the bench for me. So that's how I see Tampa in this game. All right. I can work with that. Let's move right along. I've Along with the Giants, predicting them to lose every week. I've been pretty much predicting that uh, Atlanta would lose every week, too. Somehow that hasn't happened. This week they're going up against a resurgent Saints team. Let's see if they can do to Atlanta what they did to Philly and shut down a pretty good team. And I think that they're not able to. Atlanta's defense not overpowering when you look at the numbers, but they good at uh, keeping points off the board, which is at the end of the day what the game is all about. So I'll go with Atlanta to maintain their undefeated streak in this game against New Orleans and and take this contest 28-24. I think I agree with that. Um, I am starting Matt Ryan this week. I'm starting wide receivers Roddy White and Julio Jones. Beyond that, Harry Douglas, just not a factor this week. I'm starting Michael Turner, uh, and I think he's the only one I want to start here, but uh, I I know you're a little higher on Jaquiz Rogers than I am. Uh, Tight end Tony Gonzalez, I am also starting, and I'm starting the kicker, but not the defense. Um, as, As interesting as New Orleans has looked from time to time, that offense still definitely can put up some points, and they can do it quickly, so... I, I normally I like the Atlanta defense better than I do this week, but I would stay away this week. For New Orleans, quarterback Drew Brees, start him. Wide receivers Marcus Colston and Lance Moore, start them. Start tight end Jimmy Graham. Running back Pierre Thomas is a flex option this week. Same thing for wide receiver uh, Devery Henderson. Kicker Garrett Hartley, Garrett Hartley is okay this week, as is uh, New Orleans defense. Only ones that I would stay away from are Darren Sproles, Darren Sproles, Mark Ingram, and Chris Ivory. I think all three of those guys are pretty bad news. You have to plug one of them in as a running back. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree there. <laughs> all right, so next up we have a game. It's the first of the Sunday late games. It's a game everybody across the subject across the country is talking about. I couldn't even hear the election returns last night because... Everybody around me was talking about the Jets at Seattle on Sunday. And I, I don't really think much of this matchup. I'll be surprised if the winning team scores 20 points in this game. I think people will still be milling around the field, you know, even as they play the first couple quarters and get closer to halftime. But I don't think it'll matter. But uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, I'll, I'll pick Seattle to win this game 17-14. I I mean I guess I guess I'll somebody has to win it again. Not a game I'm I'm excited for. Not a lot to get excited about. Period here. Although if you're a Jets fan, I guess this is a game you could potentially steal and get a win. So that's something. Um, fantasy wise, not a ton to get excited about for the Jets. Mark Sanchez only a second quarterback option, and again that's really only if you need to. (laughs) Running backs, Sean Green, only a flex option for me this week. Seattle will stop the run. They will slow down wide receivers. 
Um, if you have other running backs, please only use them in your flex spot. Tight end Dustin Keller, I think, has the potential to do a little bit of damage here, although it's really going to depend on who you have available. If you have a better matchup, go with it. If you really are are trying to scrape together some high-risk, high-reward type of points, Dustin Keller may be your guy this week. He is the Mark Sanchez security blanket, and I think he's got a higher ceiling than just about anybody here this week. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll use it, though. This is still the Jets and Mark Sanchez. Out of the wide receivers, Jeremy Curley is the only one you should even be considering starting. Again, not a high-scoring game, and it's a tough defensive matchup. I think Curley is the only one who's got the potential to get enough targets to make it worth your while. Um, I would start the kicker, though, that it may be a game of field goals at this point. (laughs) I don't feel super strong about a lot of offense here. Uh, Don't start the defense. All right. Um, For Seattle, wide receiver Sidney Rice is the only skill position player I would recommend starting. The defense is a good play against the Jets. Or as far as uh, running back Russell Wilson is a maybe for me, running back Marshawn Lynch, questionable with a back injury. Yeah, he's always, somebody always that questionable I think is a, with a back injury. Pardon? He's always questionable with a back injury, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, it's like Tom Brady's shoulder or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Belichick always <laughs> listed. But anyway, I think that uh, Lynch is a flex option for you. Uh, wide receiver, um, Doug Baldwin, probable with an ankle injury, might be a good flex option. Same thing with wide receiver Golden Tate. Tight end Zach Miller, possible flex, op- flex option. Leave Robert Turbin on the bench. Leave uh, Ben Obamanu on the bench. And I would say leave uh, um, kicker uh, Stephen Hauschka on the bench as well. Okay. We'll see what so, happens. Yeah, th- again, that's. That's one game that I, I can't see that anybody, uh, a free mind, sound body, and all that sound body and mind let's would keep, actually... Let's keep moving. I don't want to talk about this game anymore. <laughs> watch that, but yes. So next up, well, I know you just wanted to get to this next game because it involves the Cowboys, Dallas, Philadelphia. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and jinx the Cowboys by picking them to win this oh, game. Oh, don't pick... do this to me, Scott. <laughs> I picked Philadelphia last week to beat the Saints, and that didn't quite materialize. They did finish second, though, so I'll give them props for that. But um, <laughs> but anyway, I'll, I'll pick uh, Dallas to win this game 28-24, but I think it's really a, 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 a coin toss at this point between two teams that are both disappointing in a big way this season. I'm going to take Dallas solely because Todd Harriman isn't playing. That's That's my reasoning. The Philly offensive line is a a mess. I mean, yeah. I could be playing offensive line at this point. Um, I hope not. I, it wouldn't be great, but I don't know how much worse it would really get. I'm elusive. But um, the entire right side of their offensive line is gone, and they're on second and third string guys who haven't played it down, which makes for a really interesting experience because the only thing Dallas really does well is defend, and particularly against the pass. So I think they have a slight edge. But honestly, if this ended up being like a 9-6 to game, I wouldn't even be surprised. I would like to think there's more more offense to be had, and I'm, I'm really hoping there is. But it wouldn't stun me if it went the other way either. This is just going to be such a weird game. Fantasy-wise for the Cowboys, uh, Tony Romo, I think is more of a second quarterback start. He's been highly disappointing. He has more interceptions than touchdowns. I'm not bitter about this at all. Um, but normally he's a good fantasy option. He has, hasn't has broken 20 points in a lot of weeks this year. So I'm saying really only start him on his own if you have to. Um, the running back situation doesn't get a lot better. DeMarco Murray is going to be out again this week. Felix Jones, I'm willing to take a flyer on. Probably better as a flex option if you have the uh, bodies available. Miles Austin is probably the only wide receiver I want to start. Des Bryant, again, much more of a flex option, still dealing with that hip injury and did not look very fleet of foot last week. Absolutely, without a doubt, start end tight, start tight end Jason Witten. He's going to have a huge game. Um, I'm starting their defense, but not the kicker. Dan Bailey makes me a little scared. For Philadelphia, I would 
start running back LaShawn McCoy, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, and tight end Brett Selleck. Quarterback Michael Vick, second quarterback, wide receivers Jeremy Macklin and Jason Avance are flex options for me. Avance is probable with his back injury. Kicker Alex Henry is okay as is the Philly defense. And there's nobody that I would absolutely sit on on their team this week. Okay. Next up, we have another game in that uh, wild, wonderful, wacky NFC West snore. <laughs> but St. Louis is traveling to San Francisco. San Francisco's had a couple of missteps this season, but I don't think this game is going to be much of a challenge for them. I, I think they'll take this something like 31-13. That's my prediction for this game. Ooh, all right. Um, I guess I can I can get behind that. I don't think this is a really great matchup for anybody on on uh, the Rams, uh, particularly Sam Bradford, only a second quarterback start. The running back situation, Steven Jackson, Daryl Richardson, I'm honestly not interested in starting either of them. If you have to start one or the other, do it only as a flex. This is the 49ers run defense, and it's not like the Rams looked completely functional against good even mediocre defenses, so I'm not impressed. There hopefully are better options for you out there. Uh, if not, start at your own risk. Um, tight ends, I'm saying no to wide receivers. I'm beyond excited about Danny Amendola coming back this week. Brandon Gibson has kind of become on the outside looking in with Chris Givens has sort of come up this last couple of weeks. And Amendola is the only one I want to for sure start. Everyone else is more of a flex option for me. And I I might still start the defense if I need to in a pinch. Uh, I like them better than some other matchups. And I don't know if Alex Smith is quite as functional as, as maybe I'd hope. But don't start the kicker. There's just not that many points to go around. Greg the leg, not getting the start this week. For the 49ers, running back Frank Gore is a must start. Same thing with wide receiver Michael Crabtree, tight end Vernon Davis, kicker. Um, the, um, I'm drawing a blank now on the kicker. The former Eagles, David Akers, yeah. and uh, the defense. Uh, quarterback Alex Smith is the second quarterback for me. Running back Kendall Hunter and wide receiver Mario Manningham were all uh, flex type options for me this week. Running back Brandon Jacobs and Michael James. Leave them on your bench. Wide receiver Randy Moss and and uh, Kyle Williams. You can leave those guys on your bench as well too. Okay. Let's uh, got, go to the night games. Yep, we've got two more games to go this week. We've got Houston at. Chicago, this I think is a toss-up, but I'll go ahead and pick Houston to win a fairly vote-scoring game, and I'll go Houston 21, Chicago 20. I'm taking Houston solely because I think Matt Schaub can keep his composure a little bit better than Jay Cutler will against that Houston defense. But You can't um, keep something you don't have. True, very true. I like your style. Um, Houston, I think, is, is a a better team overall. But again, they're both seven and one and these are both really, really tough defensive matchups. So I think you can honestly look at most players on either side of the ball offensively and say maybe there's a better matchup option somewhere for you. Matt Schaub, only a second quarterback at best. Again, playing that Bears defense who has picked off many a quarterback and run it back for a touchdown this year. Um Running back Arian Foster, I am absolutely starting. I think that's where the majority of the offense is coming from this week for the Houston Texans. Although, quite frankly, I think both defenses are scoring a lot of points. But um, tight end Owen Daniels, I am going to start. I think there's going to be a lot of short passes to him. Andre Johnson, more of a flex option for me. The rest of the wide receivers just say no to. Um, I am starting the defense, but not the kicker. For Chicago, I would start wide receiver Brandon Marshall, tight end Kellen Davis in the defense. Quarterback Jay Cutler is a second quarterback for me. Running back Matt Forte is a flex option. Running back Michael Bush and Anthony Allen, leave them on your bench. Kicker Robbie Gould should be on your bench. Wide receivers Earl Bennett and Devin Hester. And now Sean Jeffrey, who's questionable with a hand. All of those guys 
I mean, every last single one of them should be on your bench. <laughs> no exceptions to the rule. No exceptions. We're taking no prisoners here. <laughs> no. All right. So now we'll, we'll move on to a game which it pains me, but you'll be happy to know that even I can't pick Kansas Finally. City to, Finally. to beat Pittsburgh this week. I think it'll be close, probably closer than you will no. predict, but I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win this game 24-20. to 20. Okay. Um, I definitely don't think it'll be that close. If Kansas City can score 20 points, I don't know what. I'll send you some cookies or something because that would be a miracle. <laughs> uh, told me that were the Thursday night game. <laughs> um, I just, I think Pittsburgh is going to run all over Kansas City. And I'm not really excited about starting a lot of these players. Um, well, at this point, hopefully Matt Castle is not somebody that you're basing all your hopes and dreams on fantasy-wise because, really, you've taken some wrong turns. Brady Quinn still concussed, cannot pass a concussion test, so we are with Matt Castle, Mr. Turnover, again. Uh, don't start him. It's At this point, it might be better to start nobody or a quarterback on a bye than Matt Castle against the Steelers' defense. I'm hoping we see some Ricky Stanzi by the end of this game because I really like him. Um, running back wise, Ricky Stanzi sounds like he should be a poet. Ricky Stanzi's a quarterback from Iowa, and he's very good. I, I know who he. I, I know who no, he is, and I know he's that not he's a good, poet, I just, though. I think he might have had long hair at one point, but <laughs> uh, maybe he does like writing poetry. We don't really know a lot about Ricky Stanzi. We don't. Well, he certainly has a lot of time to write poetry if he certainly does. To, if anybody but... does know if he dabbles in the poetry, feel free. Send it our way. Let us know, because we'd be very interested in that, it seems. <laughs> Burning questions of the day. Um, if you have Jamal Charles, I would start him. I think he, if if Romeo Cornell decides to actually give him the football, I think he could do a little bit of damage here. Um, and maybe Dwayne Bowe, any of the other wide receivers, uh, Steve Breston, John Baldwin, just not interested there. Don't go with tight end Tony, Tony Moyaki. Don't start the kicker. Don't start the defense. Um. Yeah, go go for it, Pittsburgh. There's just a, a lot more on that side of the ball. For Pittsburgh, I would start Mike Wallace, wide receiver Mike Wallace, tight end Heath Miller in the defense. I would start Antonio Brown if he were healthy, but he's still listed as questionable with his ankle injury. Um, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders is a, question, is a flex option for me. Same thing with Isaac Redman and uh, and Ben Roethlisberger is the second quarterback for me this week. Really? Running backs Rashad Richard Mendenhall questionable with an Achilles injury and Jonathan Dwyer questionable with a quad injury. So that happens to me too. It's kind of mean to have Rashad Jennings and Rashad Mendenhall. Like it's just not fair. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> I'm, I blame my own stupidity for doing that up rather than anything else. But so I think we made it through you. all fourteen games with this a little bit. This is an unprecedented event. Very rarely does this happen. <laughs> I'm turning my life around, I tell you. <laughs> I had four appointments today and I was early for three of them, if you can believe that. Hey now, don't jinx it. And I'm not not just a minute or two, but like fifteen or twenty minutes early, so Oh, also, last week we uh had a little disagreement. Little disagreement about who might score more points, Jacksonville or Arizona. You're only bringing this up again because I'm bringing you were this up right. because I won it. <laughs> you, you, indeed, you did. It was very close, though. Arizona only scored 17. Jacksonville only scored 14. Neither game was very pretty. But I just I want to go on the record. I think the margin of error since we're using uh, we're coming out of election <laughs> against the spread. Yeah. Here. Right. <laughs> It's plus or minus three points. I should get that. So between games like Dallas and Philly and and the Jets and Seattle, where the teams are are evenly matched but not in a good way, what do you think when you look at matchups like that fantasy-wise? Do you try to stay away from them because there's, there's so much uncertainty on how these teams will perform? Or do you just kind of play the guys you normally would play with a team and, and hope for the best? I, I think I tend to do that just because, you know, to me, if you're 
I mean, I like to play matchups, don't get me wrong, but if you mm-hmm. try to overthink things, sometimes you end up you know, just doing the yeah. fantasy football equivalent of day trading, and I never think that's a good idea. No, and it's a lot of effort. It's just not that fun. At that no. point, you've stretched yourself out too much. No. So, all right, here I have one for you. If your team is, what, we've played nine weeks already, if your team is mm-hmm. sitting at eight and one, seven and two, maybe even six and three, and your playoffs start in week 14, is it too easy, too early for you to be thinking about setting your playoff lineup and maybe making some trades that might not benefit you in the short run but give you players that end up with more favorable matchups during your league playoff weeks? What's what's your take on Uh, that? For me, I think it's probably still a little too early. I just... I don't know. I do. A lot of it would depend on what the rest of the league looked like, how close, mm-hmm. how many, you know. But um, I would probably wait another week or two before I really went too heavily into it. But if I do see a guy I really want and maybe it's kind of a, a sell low or buy low, sorry, buy low kind of situation where this week before he has a couple of favorable matchups, I – it a lot of it I guess is really gonna depend on where if I've got a couple of guys who are at eight and two or seven and three, maybe I'm not as or seven and two and six and three, maybe I'm not quite as as ready to start giving away weeks, if you will. What about you? Sure. Sure. No, that 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 approach makes sense to me too. This is one area we actually agree on. Very rarely on fantasy football strategy does this happen. Yeah. Stop the presses, but then again, we don't use presses anymore. So. <laughs> no, not not so much. Virtual ink. It's it's a little different now, but um. So what any game other are you strategy? most excited about this this weekend? What's your what game do you most want to watch? Um, probably the game I most want to watch is Dallas and Philly for obvious reasons, but I'm also really, I'm, I'm really excited about Indy Jacksonville because I want to see what Andrew Luck and that offense is going to do. Same thing with Miami, Tennessee. I, I just really, really like watching Miami play football and I just got lucky this year. They finally look like a decent team. Um, but again, I think Buffalo, New England will be closer than, than maybe you do. Although that may just be the first half. That's how Buffalo tends to play now. <laughs> what yeah. about you? Which which ones are you most looking forward to, Sherpa? I think I'll play that Baltimore could be a good game and same thing Denver, Carolina. I I I tend to like high scoring games and not just because of the fantasy implications, but just I think they're usually more fun to watch than than three yards in a cloud of dust for a whole afternoon or I guess at this time of year unless you're playing somewhere out in the down south or out west, it's more likely, you know, three yards in a, in a heap of mud or pile of snow rather than three, yard, three yards in a... Yeah, there may uh, be some snow piles on the east coast here this week. You never know. Yeah. But, um, well, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I guess we're running out of time, but uh, we some other week we'll have to discuss the impact of weather and, and whether you factor that in explicitly or not into you know, given week's do. matchup. Absolutely. So. I'm one of those crazy people. But um again we'll we'll You're gonna be one of those crazy week. people watching the Weather Channel twenty hours a day when you're I don't 15. watch the Weather Channel twenty hours a day. <laughs> don't make me out to be that crazy. But No I no do. no you're you're gonna be sitting there with your <laughs> dozens of cats watching the Weather Channel when you get to be fifty. Such a rosy picture of my future. <laughs> well you have the power to prove me wrong. I, I'm going to go work on that right now. <laughs> All right, you do but that. But in the meantime, if you guys want to get a hold of us throughout the week, and I can reassure you that I don't have 12 cats, um, there are a number of ways to do that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. We're on email under the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And you can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and the blog at FantasyFootballSherpa.com is always good. We'll be back here from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time as we are every Wednesday night next week, answering all of your Week 11 start sits, analyzing the matchups, waiver wire picks, all that good stuff. And you can always talk to Scott and I on our personal Twitter accounts as well during the week. He is at 
fantasy underscore Sherpa, and I'm at JKIM16. And thank you so much for listening. Again, let us know if you have any line of questions. We are around and happy to answer them, or if you just have a strategy question you want us to talk about on the show. Or a question about cats. Or cats, because apparently I am now the cat and weather expert. <laughs> so have a good week, everybody, and stay warm and dry. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.